Hi friends, I'm Jenny Meyer, and you're listening to the Her Daily Grace podcast, where we talk about real life, God's daily grace, and how to walk with Jesus through it all. Be sure to follow us on social at Jenny Meyer and at Her Daily Grace Official. Also, check out the website, herdailygrace.com. Now let's get started. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're going to talk about something that I think is really, really important right now as we are in living in chaos, essentially. And I heard it in a sermon at church a couple of weeks ago, and it was about following worldly kings versus our one true king. And my pastor used the example of Saul in 1 Samuel. The Israelites wanted a king, and the Lord gave them Saul. However, they were also warned to follow God first and foremost and to fear him alone. So I want to read out of 1 Samuel chapter 12, verses 13 through 15. And it says, Now therefore, here is the king whom you have chosen, whom you have asked for, and behold, the Lord has set a king over you. If you will fear the Lord and serve him and listen to his voice and not rebel against the command of the Lord, then both you and also the king who reigns over you will follow the Lord your God. If you will not listen to the voice of the Lord, but rebel against the command of the Lord, then the hand of the Lord will be against you as it was against your fathers. And then if you skip down to verse 24 in chapter 12, it says, Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all of your heart, for consider what great things he has done for you. But if you still do wickedly, both you and your king will be swept away. And really, the story goes on from there to show how the Israelites put their trust in Saul. They put him on a pedestal, but Saul failed them. He was He's a man. He was a man. He was a human, and he failed them. He tried doing things on his own thus leading to their destruction. So the question poses, who is your king? Who is my king? Who are we going to follow? Because right now, many, many people are wanting President Trump to come and save the day. They're scared. They're worried. They're anxious. Just so much is going on. The anxiety is high over the events happening in our world today. And so many think that Trump's going to come in and save the day and and he's going to fix everything, right? But are we going to put our trust in President Trump or are we going to put our trust in God that we don't know why we're going through the things we're going through? We don't see the end of, in, end of it. We don't, we don't have that end in sight, but God does. God knows exactly why we are going through what we are going through. There is so much evil in this world. And part of me wonders if all of this destruction that is happening is happening as a result of, of us falling away from God. And that term falling away from God, it may not mean to you what it means to other others. It may mean like to me falling away, you know, prior to 2020 or prior to 2019, where I really felt like I came back to to God um, in these in the sense that I, I craved it more. So falling away from God to me may just mean I got lazy. 
it doesn't mean that I denounced God. It didn't. It doesn't mean that I didn't believe everything um, that the Bible says. It doesn't believe. It doesn't mean that I didn't believe that Jesus is the Son of God who came to die for our sins and um, is our way to heaven. It just means to me that maybe I got lazy, that I wasn't reading my Bible every day, that I wasn't taking my faith seriously and my relationship with God seriously. It, it may mean to me that I wasn't bringing God into the day-to-day of my life. And I think that that's what's happening or did happen with a lot of Christians, that we became lukewarm instead of on fire. And God doesn't like lukewarm. He won't, it, It's either cold or hot. There is no lukewarm. So prior to 2020, how on fire was the church? How on fire for Christ were you? How, how on fire for Christ was I? And I know that once my eyes were open to everything, my heart opened more and more to Jesus. Everything made more sense to me. Everything became clear to me of what is happening in today's world when I brought it back to the Bible and when I studied the Bible and my priorities were shifted and I truly saw and understood what it means to live for Jesus and what it means to bring him into my day-to-day and what our lives really need to look like. So part of me, or more of like a big big part of me, a lot of me feels so grateful for the past 18 months because I know it's it happened for a reason. I know that what what we are going through happened for a reason. And because of that, it has brought me back so much closer to God and really seeing the bigger picture of what's what's going on and knowing that my God is bigger than COVID, that my God is bigger than whatever president is in office, that my God is bigger than all of the wars. And we were told that this would happen. The Bible tells us that nation would turn against nation, that evil would be thought of as good, that good would be thought of as evil. And that's happening right before our eyes. So part of me feels so grateful for these past 18 months because I know that it brought me closer to God. And it wasn't just me, but for many people, I see so many women out there longing and craving for more of Jesus right now, more than ever before, that their priorities are shifting, that the only thing that matters in life is your relationship with God and serving him and loving others like he loved others when he was on earth, how Jesus was that example for us. But why didn't we act like this prior to 2020? Why did it take a disaster to light us on fire? I mean, these are the questions that I'm, I've been just wrestling with, and I'm sure a lot of you are wrestling with as well. And I've been thinking a lot about a few years from now. So let's say that all of this chaos goes away. Let's say that President Trump gets back in office and America is made strong again and that we have that, that peace of mind in our day-to-day, let's say that COVID just disappears. Let's say times feel like they were prior to 2020. And the question that I've been asking myself, am I going to stay on fire for Christ like I am right now? If everything were back in quotes normal, 
which I don't think it'll ever go back to the way it was, and I'm happy for that, but let's say it does even out. Am I going to stay on fire for Christ like I am today? And that's a question to ask yourself. What's going to happen in your heart when things go back? Not necessarily back, but when things calm down. Let's put it that way. Let's say COVID does disappear. When things calm down, we don't have that constant anxiety of what's happening, wars and rumors of wars and all these things, right? I'm worried that I'll fall back asleep in my faith. And I'm worried that I'll fall back asleep to the corruption. But it's my prayer that I don't. And I personally just want to stay on top of that. And I hope that you are feeling the same way. It's my prayer that you don't fall back asleep and go back to being that lukewarm Christian, but rather you are so on fire to reach the world for Christ, to reach the world for Jesus so that others come to know him and have that peace of mind like we do. But how do we go about that? First, we remember that our king is Jesus and that we don't serve a worldly king. We serve the king of all kings, the king that will never disappoint, the king that will never put us in harm's way, the king that gives us eternal life. So no matter what happens, he's already conquered death and we have eternal life. So we don't need to fear death. That's the king that we serve. We don't put our trust in man. We must always remember that our faith is in Christ, in Christ alone. Our faith is not in man because man will disappoint us. Man will disappoint us time and time again. And we all have seen that. We all have seen that, especially now on this world stage of what is happening. Man will disappoint, but Jesus doesn't. So if it takes a near-death experience to kind of jolt us awake and bring us back to God, then I will be forever grateful for what we are going through. Because it does feel like that. It feels like that near-death experience. And there's so many people that say, you know, we're in the end times. And I don't know. I don't know that. Yes, part of me thinks that, that we are because the Bible is unfolding before our eyes. And if you are not in the Word and really studying it and learning it, I can see where you have so much fear. And so I really, really highly suggest that you get in the Word. I I highly suggest that you read the book of Daniel, that you read the book of Revelation, but also understand that a lot of that is symbolic. It is written as symbolic, that it's not written literally. So we have to remember that. I don't know if we are in the the seven years, and none of us do. Like, none of us do. Yes, it feels like that because of the season. But because of that, we need to be so on fire for Christ. We need to be so rooted in the truth and rooted in the word of God so that we aren't living fearfully. And you know what? If it is the end times, it is the end times. I know where I'm going. I know that Jesus is going to come back. I know that I'm going to live forever with him, so I don't have anything to fear in the meantime. However, while I am still here on this earth, I need to be speaking truth, speaking God's truth. So how do we go about like ensuring that we don't fall back into being that lukewarm Christian if things do even out, if things do calm down? 
first is being in the Bible. It's reading it. It's studying it. Because the more you're in your Bible, the more you crave it. And I've had personal experiences with that. I've had so many different women tell me that. Like once I really got in reading it, that's all I wanted to do. Like I was, you're just pulled in. And that's the Holy Spirit. So get in your Bible, read it, study it, learn it, memorize it. Next is to find like-minded friends and family who bring God into the conversation. I am seeing this more and more with every conversation that I have with friends, with acquaintances, everything, that God is brought into the conversation. And that should be our daily lives. That We should have been doing that prior to 2020, bringing God into the conversation. But we weren't. I know I wasn't. Maybe you were, but I wasn't. And now it's like, a, even with all the chaos and what we're talking about with the world events, bringing God into it, it's literally a breath of fresh air. And that's how we are supposed to live our lives. So find those like-minded friends and family that it's normal to talk about what God is doing. It's normal to share what he's doing in your life and just to talk about him in general. And lastly, talk to Jesus all day, every day, as if he is walking there with you because he is. We may not see him, but we can feel him. Just like the faith that a child has when they are so adamant that their invisible friend is real, you know what? We have a real invisible friend in Jesus. We have a real king. So we need to talk to him throughout the day. Yes, you need your dedicated prayer time where you are on your knees praying, you know, really just calling out to God. But what about like your day to day when you're driving in the car? When you're cleaning the house, when you're folding laundry, are you bringing God into your day-to-day? Are you talking to Jesus as if he is sitting on the couch folding your laundry with you? That's what we need to do. We need to be so entrenched in the gospel, so entrenched in the word and our relationship with, with Jesus that it is normal that we talk to him throughout the day, that it's normal that we bring him up in conversation to our friends and family. Because that's how we stay on fire for Christ. That is how we don't fall back asleep. That is how all of this makes sense, is when we bring it back to the Bible and and look at the Old Testament. It is so important to study the Old Testament and really study it. And I've been doing that all of this year um, and currently um, wrapping up the book of Deuteronomy. But... You guys, it is so important to know the Bible because when you do, everything that we are going through right now makes sense. So we need to remember who our king is. We need to remember who our allegiance is to. We need to stop putting our faith in man and know that the Lord will take care of us, that no matter what happens, he will take care of us. That is the faith that can move mountains. Let's learn from these Old Testament stories of Noah, Abraham, Moses, Saul, Samuel, King David. Let's learn from these Old Testament stories so that everything makes sense. It becomes a little bit more clear to us with what's happening in today's world. And let's remember to fear the Lord and to serve him and to listen to his voice above all and not rebel against what he is commanding us to do. 
And again, 1 Samuel 12, verse 24 and 25, only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all of your heart for consider what great things he has done for you. But if you still do wickedly, both you and your king will be swept away. So it is my prayer that we remember this and that we remember our allegiance is to Jesus and that is our king and we need to stop putting our trust and our faith in man. So I hope you have a great rest of your day. Hold on to these truths. Get in your Bible and just know that God's got this. He has got this. 